Hey ladies, I'm LaKendra. And I'm LaMisha. And we are Them Dope Wives. With 30 years of collective experience, we're here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really like. The ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. What about the for better, for worse, in sickness and in health? You know, doing your part till death do you part? Oh, yes, of course, that too. And real talk, we might even spill a little tea and tell somebody's business. Are you looking for something really real? Then honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. Well friends, welcome to another episode of Them Dope Wives. I am your homegirl, Kendra in the house with my homegirl. Lamisha, what's up, what's up? What's up, boo? How you doing? Girl, what's the deal? What's the deal? Happy Halloween. Oh. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy no. Halloween. What's it? Hallow's Eve. All of those oh, crazy Hallow's things. Eve. Girl, I yeah. can't play with it. It's too much stuff in the news. Too much in the news about Halloween. Mm-mm. What what's in the news about? I mean, it's it's for the kids Mm-mm. to go Mm-mm. to the harvest and the trunk or treat and the carnivals and the pumpkin patches. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I hope so. Cause, cause I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I missed the, I missed the trunk. I wanted to take my baby to the trunk or treat in our neighborhood and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Cause oh, I was playing. still like, I was like, mm, do I want to, or do I not? You know, he, he is genuinely afraid of stuff. Like, I'm not even kidding. We took a family walk today. And mm-hmm. uh, some of my neighbors are all in uh, the spirit of Halloween. And they just got giant spiders crawling up their house and, mm-hmm. you know, big old skeletons and witches. It's just, you know, stuff like this. He's not feeling the giant spiders, like, at all. Like, oh, yeah. We walked past and he was like, ah, ah, grabbing all on me, about to lose it. And I'm just like, okay, 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 fine, fine, fine. If he can't handle a giant spider, no, yeah, yeah he ain't gonna. Uh, but you know what, my um, my seven year old, she still, I mean, has an issue with costumes, like big costumes, like even like when we go to like um, Disney or when we went to Vegas, and you know they, it's like they have like the Power Rangers walking around and stuff like that. She was like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah, well, that's a lot nicer than losing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I can definitely understand that. It takes So are y'all y'all are Halloween are y'all a Halloween house? So we are we'll give out candy. Um we do go to our friends' houses, like people that we're familiar with and mm-hmm. knock on some doors and gather a candy. big bag of candy for the end of the night um and then it takes us a whole year like she forgets about it i'm sure for like three or four months out of the year mm-hmm. but you gotta remember then there's like all the birthday parties where they get candy and stuff like that so literally mm-hmm. last night um i went through we have a cabinet with just like all of her things in it and i pulled out like different bags and all kinds of sets of candy and i threw away girls so much candy and i was like i know this is probably from halloween last year because it's literally, oh, wow. literally still in a halloween bag 
Oh wow. I I was <laughs> no, thinking I more like I thought you were gonna re-give it. Like, okay, here you go. I know I wouldn't do that to the babies. Like they're gonna get some fresh. They're gonna get the fresh, fresh candy. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Kids gonna be sad at my house, okay? I'm going to just be like, sorry, y'all. I'm going to cut the lights out. And I hate that my lights go on sensor. So as soon as somebody comes up, they're going to come on. And they're going to be like, ooh, yay. And then they're going to see a sign on my door and say, sorry, no trick-or-treat. And that's going to be sad for the poor kids. It is going to be sad for the poor kids. And you know what? Your your house going to get egged. You know, I've never yeah. done uh, I've <laughs> never done Halloween. And my house has never been egged. So thank God. Knock on yeah. wood. Let's knock on wood because they be doing. I, well, you yeah. know, it's the older kids. It's usually the older kids who do that. Yeah, I, I mean, but listen, take your little greedy, hateful self on somewhere just because you ain't got no little candy. Listen, get candy from the neighbor next door. They gonna have some for you. I ain't got nothing for you. And if I, you know, and and then too, if I'm not giving out candy, how are you giving out candy and going trick or treating? Like I don't even understand that. How do you take your kids trick or treating and also give out candy? You know what? I think somehow the world finds balance because when you have older kids, you stay at home and you trick or treat, you hand out candy. But then you take the babies out during the day when it's not, you know, dark, dark. You know, trick or treat. Don't trick or treat start when it's dark? No, 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 no. The babies go out about 5 30. Oh, and they stay out about an hour and a half, two hours at most, making their rounds. When Mm. it gets dark, that's when you get to a little bit of the older kids, and they get older and older. Some Mm. babies are, I mean, some youngins are still out, especially it depends on the parent schedule. Because if you ain't getting home and settled, and then you got to get a kid in costume and all kinds of, it might be six thirty, seven o'clock before you even hit the streets. So help me understand something because I'm seeing these little things that are floating around, and people are talking like. There is no such, there's nothing, there's no such thing as too old for trick-or-treating. And I disagree. I think our generation is whack because, listen, listen, listen. If you are old enough to babysit, you are too old to trick-or-treat. That's my motto. Mm. If you're old enough to babysit, you're too old to trick-or-treat. Because you've outgrown it. Yeah. I think at a certain age, trick-or-treating is, you know... It's you're done. Like my son is 16 and I'm you're done. He didn't trick or treat last year. Um, I mean, when he's he's not childish. You know what I'm saying? So mm. trick or treating is not even appealing to him. Now, mm. will him and his friends, you know, go hang out, look at some of the spooky houses and all kinds of stuff like that? Yeah. But they're not knocking on doors to get candy. That's my point. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. People are like, don't don't be mean to the bigger kids just because they want they're still kids and they can have candy. Listen, if your kid can babysit, they are too old to trick or treat. So I'm I saying. mean, you you got the houses that give out, you know, to the parents. They be like they give out Jello shots and liquor, <laughs> mini liquor about mini liquor okay. bottles. Okay. It's all kinds of it's all kinds of treat giving. So maybe maybe later. I don't know. Maybe if my son is like when he's old enough to ask about it, mm-hmm. we can we can maybe we'll see. I won't be totally closed off, but I you know I think our stuff might be fall festivals and trunk or treats and kind of keeping yeah. it keeping it PG because like I said, girl, he can't even handle a doggone giant giant uh spider. So. If you can't handle a giant spider, we definitely ain't going out and risking somebody popping out any old kind of way from the door. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, understandable. So we are not a Halloween house, but we didn't talk about. Okay, that was one thing we were going to talk about today, but um, we really got a topic to get up into. And okay. uh, gosh, I feel like we we discussed this, but I feel like we got to discuss it again because some things in terms of just the dope wifeness warrants discussing again. Um, okay. Now, Misha, we've been friends for several years now. Mm-hmm. And we we know, um, and I would I would imagine that most women know um how important it is for women to have some good girlfriends. Right? Yes, you know yes. what I'm saying? Ain't nothing like a good old home girl to help yes. you get through, you know, the things that we go through, right? Right. And to and do I, life with. <laughs> yeah, to do life with. And I find it too, as as we get older. Right. Those girlfriends become like precious gems that we just don't want to let go. And they're hard to find. Right. Yes. Amen. You know, and, and I feel also like while no one no one wants to let go of a good girlfriend, sometimes life pushes us into some hard decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, we we um, our lives are no longer parallel or, you know, our values have gone a skew from one another life happens and sometimes we have to make some tough choices regarding our girl friendships yes and today i want us to really just dive into the struggle of keeping our old girlfriends making new girlfriends and deciding when it's time to dissolve a friendship mm. yeah yeah it's so <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so today we're talking about this relationship is over, right? So mm-hmm. I, I think that at every juncture of relationship, that there's there's always a point to which you you may have a failure to launch, right? Um, everywhere from you know the new friends who who do have the failure to launch, and then the old friends that 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 piddle out, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I want to talk first about making new friends because this is kind of where I'm at in my life right now. I'm trying to make new friends um, as a as a wife <laughs> and uh, a, 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 a woman of a certain age, mm-hmm. uh, a mom of a toddler yeah. and being a pregnant woman at the same time. It mm. is difficult to make new friends, but I, it's necessary, too, because it's important that I have friends who have children the same age as mine you know who uh who but it's also important that I have friends who are in my age group so that we can talk and relate on the things that you know just naturally sort of come from being generationally aligned right Mm -hmm. um but that's not always the case when you join the mommy's club later in life um such as I did (laughs) and (laughs) and am still doing so being, uh, you know, joining the mommy's club uh, over 40 mm-hmm. is just a whole, it's a whole different thing. You know, it's a whole different thing. I'm in a place where a lot of my friends' kids are either, you know, they're they're in middle school if they got started, quote, unquote, later. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, where, you know, they're, they're in elementary, but the later elementary, uh, they're everywhere from elementary to college, right? And some of my friends who got started really young are entering to grandparenthood. Mm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we got 
our grandparents. We have some that are parents of small children. And then you got us laggers who are coming in <laughs> with our babies <laughs> that are <laughs> that are younger than younger than uh, my friend's grandkids. OK. Yeah. So in that space, you know, I don't you don't find these women easily. Right. You don't find 40 year old women who are having small children, you know, just everywhere. Yeah, and we know y'all. We know y'all out there. We know y'all out there. But it, you know, it's about demographic. It's about where you are geographically. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. We know y'all out there. Yeah, we are. We us us purple unicorns. We're out there. Purple mm-hmm. elephants and unicorns. We're out there. Um. But I've been I've been trying to make some mommy friends, and it just so happens that most of these women are, uh, in their late twenties, and yeah. they're thirty. And I don't think there's anything wrong. I feel like you should be able to have friends in any age category because it's just helpful. It, it enriches you as a human. You know, it makes you a better person. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think that it's important that you share like fundamental commonalities together as well. This is true. This is yeah. true. But So, yeah, finding new friends. I can tell you right now, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. I just added one person as kind of an associate to my little repertoire of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was strictly because of my teenage son, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. one of the moms. And so I just added, the, you know, one one person. And I don't even, and she's not directly in a friend group yet, even though I feel like she has, she's a, has a caliber of personality to be. But I mean, it's going to take a long courting period. <laughs> and that's the hard part with making new friends, right? Yes. It's that whole getting to know you piece. Yes. And for me, I, I you know, I, I I had a mom friend that I would, that I was trying to get to know. Um, and at first I wasn't until she made mention because uh, I've been doing play groups and play dates and all of that type of stuff. And I've been really keeping it mostly about the kids. Um, but this mm-hmm. this certain mom was like, well, hey, you know, it doesn't have to be all about the kids. Like, if you want to do something else that's, you know, either without the kids or not kid related, I'd love to. And so I was like, oh, she want to be friends. So, awesome. you know, I tried to, you know, get that sort of thing going. I tried to take her cue and say, OK, sure, I'll, in- I'll invite you and I'll include you and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but the hard part, too, about making new friends is we don't know each other like that, you know? So whenever we encounter one another, it's either pleasantries. And if we get to that point, if we reach a point of conflict before we've established, you know, during the courting period, during the courting period, Mm -hmm. um, which is something that happened with me and this mom, we got into a conversation that was really a text conversation. Well, no, it was a, it was an actual conversation that I felt like she wasn't feeling it. She wasn't feeling it. Uh, we were having a conversation about a moral issue. Um, I was, I was, in my mind, I thought was cautioning her against doing something that I felt was morally wrong. But more specifically, you know, as a as a Christian, you know, my that really What's got. The Let's get into it. So, okay, listen. The issue is we're talking about food. So I, I called to check up on her just to see how she was doing about some things and. 
you know, conversation progresses. And so we get into this conversation um, about how high food costs are, right? And she makes this comment like, man, I wish I knew somebody with some food stamps. Now, listen, if you're from the hood or you know, if you're from the hood or you know about that hood life. Okay. um, Or if you grew up, you know, in the projects or impoverished or below the poverty line and you receive any sort of government aid, you know what food stamps are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and other people know what food stamps are too, because a lot of times they want that benefit or they understand that benefit or they mm-hmm. shun people because of that benefit. Right. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> as a child growing up, I was a recipient of those benefits because I grew up below the poverty line and my mother was a recipient. Right. And okay. so because of that, I know about food stamps. So it, one thing that, that, that people do, which it is illegal, I will say that. But people still do it. I'm just going to say that, okay, is they sell their food stamps for, like, cents on the dollar. Okay. Right? So, basically, yeah. what you can do is you can make your money stretch if you buy food stamps from somebody. Right? And uh, I believe right. it was it, last I learned, which was many years ago, it was 50 cents on the dollar. Yeah. I don't know how much people are selling their food stamps for now, but that's, that's was, that was the going rate back then. And so if you find somebody who's selling food stamps, you can double your dollar, right? Or yeah, add 50 pretty cents, much, right? pretty much. You, you got $50 of the food, you got $100 of the food stamps for $50. Yeah, that's exactly. the going rate. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, um, and, and, and growing up, I sold food stamps. I, you know, that kind of thing. That was something that we did. I never knew anything was wrong with it. And then I met my husband who was like, hey, have you ever, you know, this is wrong. And I was like, wrong? What are you talking about? There's nothing wrong with this. They want to sell them. I want to buy them. It's a win-win. And he kind of gave me that information. He was like, you know, on the back of the card, it says not transferable, not for sale. Like, and if you're caught doing it, it's punishable by law. And I was like, really? It does say that, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then yeah. I became aware that, okay, dang, you know what? This is, this is illegal. You know what I mean? Okay. Um. So, uh, we stopped. We stopped by. So I didn't learn about it till I was already married, and I was still doing it. He told me. So I told her, and so I said, you know, I would. I wouldn't do that if I were you. You know, that's. We back to the friend. The conversation with the friend. Back to the friend. Back to the friend. So because of what I learned and what I experienced, I shared it with her, and I said, hey, if I were you, I wouldn't do this because it is illegal. Okay. And I was, you know. And she was like, well, don't you think people have their reasons and this and that? And I'm like, I'm sure they do have their reasons, but it doesn't change the fact that it's illegal, right? It doesn't okay. change the the fact that you shouldn't do something that is illegal, even though you feel like it's justifiable. You get what I'm saying? It's to okay. me, it's like it's like it's like the person who tastes the grapes. <laughs> you know, have you heard of that before? Going into the store, popping a couple of grapes, uh-huh. but you can't See. you can't buy a couple grapes like you walking in the produce section, you just picking up grapes and having a couple and think nothing of it, but you really just stole food, right? Okay. Um, it's it's the same principle. And so I was really kind of going in and explaining like why you shouldn't do this and this is the ramification and like understanding like sometimes people do shady stuff trying to get money. And then two, mm-hmm. as Christians, we should not be aiding abetting anybody or facilitating or seeking out uh, you know, any sort of thing that would defraud the government, right? Like our goal should not be to get over as believers. Okay. 
Okay. So, All right. So she was trying to buy some food stamps and you was telling her, girl, that ain't right. You shouldn't right. buy food stamps. That's illegal. Right. right. It's it, not what Christians should be doing right. or partaking in. Uh-huh. And okay. And so um, I could tell just in the conversation that she was just kind of like, nah. you know, like, you know how people like have turned their ears off to you. And then all of a okay. sudden, she just like very abruptly was like, okay, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. You got to go. All right. Bye. Okay. So I let her go. But later on, I thought about it. And I was like, man, maybe I, maybe I offended her. Maybe I went too hard. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I should apologize. Okay. But it was already after hours. Um, And, you know, you got small kids. Like, you don't want to be calling people late. They could have laid somebody down and you disrupt their night. So I sent her a text message that said, hey, girl, um, I just want to apologize in case, you know, I upset you anyway. I'm, you know, I know I can go hard sometimes when I really feel deeply about passionately about a thing and it can feel a little bit judgmental, but just, you know, I'm sorry. Okay. And so she came back and was said, LOL. Um, what'd she say? That's not even, she said, uh, passionate is not the word. You are self-righteous, period. Oh. And very, very pro-black. Let's just say that. I would like to point out that selling food stamps is a part of black culture. Not that I do it personally, but who am I to judge those who do? It's petty to be self-righteous on everything. You'll burn yourself out and drain everyone around you. Wait, she said it's part of black culture? She said it's part of black culture. I was offended. (laughs) I'm sorry. Even though, even though I I grew up in it and I knew about it and I know that's some, I don't know that that's exclusive to us. I don't know if that's exclusive to us. No, it's not. Facts. So it, this is my point. I was upset and offended by that message. Okay. Because here I thought I was apologizing to this girl, and she turned right around, and basically like <laughs> threw it in my face, like. Yeah, you saying passionate, uh, that wasn't passionate. <laughs> that was actually self-righteous and uh self-righteous and whatever, judgmental. Who am I to judge? And I was like, wait. Whoa. So we na- so she went to name calling. That's yes. Yes. And that's okay. where I got upset. I got upset. I got upset and I wrote a book cuz that's what I do. Um because I have, to, I have to write out my thoughts and I know that, I know and I'm going to say this too, I know the mature thing to do is to have a conversation, right? Yeah let's, yeah. let's get off this text message let's talk to one another. However, I don't know what I'm going to say or what I'm going to not say when I talk to you. So it is better for me to get it all out written and then talk to you after I said what I needed to say. Okay, so... so so I wrote a really lengthy message. I'm not going to read the whole But the first thing I said to her was, and here I thought I was apologizing only to get my own little feelings hurt. And just mm. went on to just say, you know, while it may be your opinion, I'm far from self-righteous. I'm very strong in my convictions. And I am good at explaining my positions. And if I understand something, I sometimes go out of my way to ensure that others understand too. As far as judgment goes, only those who live within the laws of a system can be judged by it. 
meaning those that live outside of the word of God cannot be judged because they are not beholden to it. But those who do and are taught of it can indeed be judged. I'm not saying that I'm judging, but if I know a thing to be wrong, I share that with case and point and credibility. And I went on to say some other things. But so y'all just went into a read session. You was reading her. She didn't read you. I don't feel like I was reading anything. Oh, I'm that just... was a read. Anything that was, that came before or after what you just said? <laughs> I didn't feel like I was, was reading. Read. I didn't. I felt like I just needed to make it clear. Like, let me just make it plain and clear that that's not who I am. And I don't appreciate you calling me that i don't appreciate being called that not a, not on the heels of an apology you know what i'm saying i feel like if we were if we were fighting mm-hmm. then okay you you called me you know what and you judge right you you judgmental and you self-righteous okay that's an argument but like on the heels of an apology well she wasn't here try, she wasn't here for your apology she really didn't want it right and so that's one thing i think when we talk about relationships is you, I don't know, you were ready to apologize, but she wasn't really ready to receive it. Okay, but she did she still say had some, she wasn't going to say nothing. She did have some things still on her chest. She had some feelings deep down that she felt like she needed to share. And yeah, she wasn't ready. It don't seem like she was ready. Yeah, well, after I thought I clarified everything, she basically said, just pray on it. Just oh. pray on it. You're the You're the one that felt you were... Uh, too passionate follow your own convictions I wasn't going to say anything but you text me apologizing I just thought I would point out a pattern oh Again, <laughs> she was reading you and you was reading so both of y'all were ah! in essence you could have called herself righteous as well that was my point I'm like how you how are you being self-righteous and calling someone self-righteous? Okay, let's get the definition of self-righteous. Because what we're talking about today is basically like, as dope wives, I mean, there's going to be a lot of alpha energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so when, you come, when you're a dope wife and, you've, and you know you are, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you put in the work and you've done the things mm-hmm. and you deal with the, the pressures of life, um, that calls for you to be a dope wife in your community, in your household, at your church, in your fin- friend group, and all of those kinds of things. Y- you got some alpha female in you. And so yeah. when two alpha females, you know, come against bump heads or have a heated fellowship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could at some some point, it, it could end, you know, in a way. Uh, bitterly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a bitter way, but self-righteous, self-righteous is the, uh, it means to be convinced of one's own righteousness, especially in contrast with the actions and beliefs of others, um, narrow-mindedly moralistic, narrow-mindedly moralistic. Mm-hmm. So you're moralistic, mm-hmm. but you're thinking about it is narrow. And so when it comes to food stamps, mm-hmm. her thinking is broader than yours. Yours is more narrow than hers. That's true. But let me say, I am not convinced of my own righteousness 
in contrast to the actions and beliefs of others. Okay. I mean, I I don't, I mean, I can't, I don't make myself righteous. I am, I am, I am, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Okay. So I am not, I am not my own righteousness. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I have no righteousness other than what, what Christ imputes to me by his grace and mercy. Okay. Okay. And so you, uh, Ooh, y'all, y'all did a, y'all did a thing. Yeah. Y'all did a thing. And, and I think that she was offended. She wasn't, she wasn't ready to be offended. Mm. Right. And you took the high road and you tried to apologize mm-hmm. and she wasn't ready to receive your apology. Mm-hmm. And so then things got a little bit more stank. Yeah. So how as a dope wife, as a woman of your faith, mm-hmm. um, as a leader in your community, mm. um, what, what, and, and all of these things now mm-hmm. that it is over and done, mm-hmm. are you, are you feeling a certain kind of way? Like what is, are you feeling like you have to justify that you are not self-righteous? Are you feeling still hurt about it? I think my ego is bruised for sure. Okay. Um, I think, uh, I think I am wrestling with letting go of the offense, right? I do feel offended, mm-hmm. but I feel also, yeah, in some ways that I do, like in some ways I want to look her in the eye and I want her to conclude that she was wrong in okay. name calling. I want mm-hmm. her to conclude that she didn't have to, you know what I'm saying? It didn't take all that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We can disagree with one another without resorting to name calling and we can disagree with one another just on the, on the, on the, on the, on the base level of like, I ain't feeling that. Like okay. Nobody has to agree with me. I don't, it doesn't, you don't agree. You know, we don't agree sometimes and it's what it is. You know, I think what I think you think what you think. And then we, you know, we keep it moving. There's nothing wrong with that. I think no. that, that, that her calling names made me feel like dukes up you get what i'm saying it put you on the offense it put me like them some fighting words <laughs> <laughs> that's how that, that's how it made me feel on the inside okay. but also i'm not but also i'm such a peacemaker like i don't like conflict i'm always trying to resolve the conflict i'm always trying to make it better but then i thought am i even that invested am i i've known her for a couple months You know, it started Mm -hmm. off with me doing some play dates at my house with the kids. Am I that invested? I don't know that I am. And I think on that alone, like, we could all use less stress. Yeah. And so, okay, so let's let's bring it back to um, this relationship is over. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you feel like, okay, so you both have told each other how you feel. Mm Mm-hmm about the other person do you Mm -hmm. feel like that there is recovery for this relationship i think if she decides to give me a call and say you know i shouldn't have said those things to you that i would i'm I'm easy to forgive like i'm not i'm easy to forgive if she wants to say you know what i shouldn't have said that i shouldn't have called you those things you were trying to apologize whoop-de-woo we can we can keep it, you know, PG on the play date and keep the But does that, she said those things, does that mean she's sorry she said them or is, or is 
like I'm trying to figure out is she sorry that she said them and she still yeah, actually you feels need to that be way? I don't I don't care how you feel. If you apologize for what you did, like I don't need you to be deeply remorseful. I just need you to have a general understanding of what I did towards you was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like I get mm-hmm. that was that was foul of me to say, even if I felt that way. You get what I mean? Even if I even if I genuinely felt that way on the inside, it was not cool of me to say that to you. But wait a minute. Now, if your husband was to say, if your nope, husband was to nope, do something, nope. say something to hurt, listen, let me finish to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. He did something, said something to hurt your feelings, and he said, well, I mean, I'm sorry your feelings got hurt. That's a different kind of apology, though. You already know. I don't, it's just, I don't care. Like, okay, it's a difference between, like, how I'm sorry that I did something to you I'm sorry I said something to you. To me, it's different. If I say word, because we're all human, we're going to have a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And heat of any any emotion, keeping your mouth shut is clutch. Keeping <laughs> your mouth shut is clutch. Like, you can, you can roll your eyes. You can have thoughts racing all around in your head. Long as you keep that lip button, mm-hmm. you, you could just save yourself. And so I feel like go, popping off at the mouth. I'm I'm so sorry. I, I was popping off at the mouth. I should not have said that. I don't need you to be remorseful in that regard. Right? I didn't mean mm-hmm. to hurt your feelings. That, that okay, I, I really didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Okay, that's cool to me. You ain't got to be crying about it. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Okay, cool. That's not, I, I shouldn't have said that. I'm cool with that kind of apology in that context. Okay. Yeah. My, so she can fix it. It's on her. She she can fix it. She can, but I'm but not. But otherwise, you're done. Otherwise, I feel like I've already I was the one that apologized. And then I had to go on the defense, blame myself. And I'm not. I, I've done all that I feel is fair for me to do, especially with a woman I don't even know like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if it were. If there were us, well, first we wouldn't handle petty argument like that. But I'm just saying, like, I, so, I would work harder for our relationship because we've been through too much. And so I don't have her like that. So y'all are still in the courting phase. Exactly. It's it's at this. This is the point when you can cut and run. We're not that invested. We're we had no uh, pivotal life shaking moments together. Like you can go. So you, okay, so this is, that that's good, because before you did too much investing into the relationship, yeah, you guys realized that you weren't compatible, you're not compatible as friends. I don't think, I don't think that that's the kind of person that I want to be friends with. I mean, I feel like, in, and this is not just the only, I mean, we've had other situations, you know, we've had situations where oh. she, um, I invited her to do, um, I've been trying to do morning water aerobics so i'm trying to have a healthier pregnancy this time than i did last time and i invited her she said she'd come called her that morning she had excuse after excuse at first i didn't hear anything from her i texted her all morning i was on the road halfway there and she was like yeah i'm not gonna be able to make it blase excuse this blase excuse that and i was just like okay and that's all i said back was okay but i was pissed i was pissed because i was like how you gonna flake Okay, cool. Okay, so she's she's not your type of person. So, 
So the courting phrase, so being to like I we talked about earlier, being an alpha woman. Yeah. yeah. Um strongly, you know, in your convictions and your feelings about certain things, mm-hmm. which most of us are at a at once you get to a particular age, it's like it is what it is. This is how I feel. Yeah. This is, you know. That's what it is. Right, right. So during this time when you're trying to link up with perceivably another dope wife or a dope mm-hmm. mom mm-hmm. um who comes across as also an alpha female or um in strong in her convictions then what is what is what do you think you could have done seen or noticed earlier before you guys got to a point where it got to name calling what were some of the signs that these two alpha males weren't going to, these two alpha females, we just not going to jail. You know, one thing I did pick up is that she's got, she's sarcastic and I'm not a big fan of sarcasm. Mm, Okay. I'm not, I'm not a fan of sarcasm. I'm not, um, you know, people make small remarks and then they laugh it off. You know, I feel like that's a trait that makes people likable and, Sometimes people tend to blow off what that person said because the way they said it was kind of, oh, I mean, she she was just kidding. She didn't really mean it that way. I okay. hate that so much. I hate that a lot. Like, I, I hate it big time because I feel like people say things that they really want to say and that mm-hmm. they mean to say. And they basically cutting you, you know, softly. You get what I'm saying? And, okay. and next thing you don't know you bleed. You look back and be like, dang, I got to, you know, it's like that death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I feel like she does that kind of thing, and I don't like that. I had been making an excuse for it, like, ah, it's not that bad, or maybe, you know, it's it's whatever. Okay, so why did you make an excuse for her? Because Because I was was getting to know her, you know what I mean? I didn't know if I was, like I said, I I do, I'm very deep thinker, and I'm very um, self-evaluative. I think a lot, and then I evaluate myself a lot in situations and so I you know like once she came by and she had noticed that I'd done some decorating you know that we recently built a house and so I'm getting things together slowly and I had uh put some things out on the front and she was like oh this is this is nice did you do this for the mommy group and I was like no (laughs) and the way she said it felt like it felt like she was calling me pretentious Mm. and I got a I, I took offense but I didn't know if she meant to give offense and so I swallowed that because I was like what is I mean what is baby girl talking about like oh you said baby girl like so is this somebody that's in your age group no she's a younger mom she's in her she's in her she's in her 30s she's in her younger 30s okay so would you say you guys were so you're trying to build a new relationship with another mm-hmm. alpha female she's in a different age group um she seemed to have to be to share some of your moral values in the yeah. beginning yeah. and then after a couple of encounters you realized the child was different i did and i think that this was this was the situation that seemed to be the straw you know um, I thought we were growing and getting better, but this showed me um, some things personality-wise that I was just kind of like, eh. 
like I said, I would need her to apologize and then show up differently. Okay, so the warning signs. Well, the, the warning the... signs are, I mean, like I said, those are the warning signs. It was the sarcasm. Uh, it, it was, you know, and I think I ignored that because she asked to be included in things. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, well, maybe she was trying to be friends. I mean, you know, I was like, cool for her to be just another mom that's playing in the group with my kid and that's fine. Um, yeah, so those are the warning signs. I think I think anything that rubs you is a warning sign. Anything that rubs you. For me, it was the sarcasm. Um, it was the, the snide remarks that I was mm-hmm. kind of like, huh, okay. Um, and there have been times that I, that I felt like she said things about other people and I was kind of like, huh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, all right. You know, and so, so I just, I let those the- things go, but I, I think going forward, don't let it go. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. And I mean, I think that's a really important lesson. The yeah. lesson, uh, and this is to dope wives who are in circles with dope moms, who are in circles with other dope wives or boss chicks. I mean, I don't have, to, I mean, I'm a wife and a mother. There's not a lot of time that I have for, you know, to engage or continue to pursue something that's not going to serve me. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and if the relationship wasn't going to serve you, you kept making these excuses for this person. Yeah. Then earlier on, you should have just, you know, chunked the deuce and say it. All right. It's been real. (laughs) It's been real. You're not for me, sis. Now what they could have done is you guys could have still maybe had your kids interact. But then again, if you do that, you're both going to be raising your children to have different thought patterns that are not going to align, right? So being equally Mm -hmm. yoked with friends is just as important as it is to be equally yoked with your husband. Because I will tell you Mm -hmm. that if you have friends who do things differently and have different, um, a different or slightly less moral compass, it can affect your marriage because they're going to do things and want to be a part of things and want you to participate in things that don't align in your household. Yeah, that's good. That's good for sure. Um, and, and and I feel like, the, but I also do, I want to. I'm uh, you know I'm the grace giver. I I would I would give grace if you're like me and you just like you know you compassionate for people and you just want to give them a chance, like take your lumps, but also go ahead and still take your exit. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like I feel like dang I should have, but the thing is. I try to give people so I try to give people chances. I try to give them chances to see if maybe they might prove me wrong. You know what I mean? Because people change, they evolve, they grow. There, there are all these stories of people who are like, oh my God, we're best friends now. But when I first met this person, I hated her completely. Mm-hmm. And now we're inseparable. You know what I mean? And so I think I think about those types of stories and I I take from that this hope that maybe. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm judging this person too soon. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not cutting them enough slack. So I take my lumps, but I do eventually cut it off. Okay. So tell me this, tell me about the um, lesson learned because every Mm. interaction encounter, everything that we have with a person, there is something that's going to be learned from it. Yeah, I think, um, I think, I think, you know what it is, is me learning my level of patience and tolerance. Mm Mm-hmm is high and I need to go ahead and be uh, be done sooner than later 
you know, to know, okay, Kendra, you're cutting them some slack. You actually cut them slack twice. It might be time to back on up. You know what I mean? Mm, um, mm-hmm. Might be time to go ahead and just like fade out and let them, you know, do some of the work. Cause I think that I'm like, Hey, 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 Hey. And, and I'm such an initiator that I have to give people time to, you know, Mm-hmm. do their part okay okay so I mean that was a lesson learned and I'm mm-hmm. sure you know what this is not the end of the lesson I'm sure that at some point something in, a, in another relationship mm-hmm. is going to show up again that will make you reflect back to the situation mm-hmm. and either you're going to cut somebody loose early mm-hmm. earlier or you're going to be able to share this example with you know, maybe another friend who gets themselves in another situation. Perhaps so. Maybe it'll become a testimony. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I will say, I think right now I'm done. I think I'm done right now. <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm done. I think I'm just gonna try to keep with the friends I got, you know, and keep everybody else on the play date. Like we them play date people. We them play you know? date people. And I think that's you know? great. And I think that's great. And let that time mature. Let let mm-hmm. let you know let time tell you if this is going to be somebody that you can add to the ride or die crew. And I tell you, it's only every once in a while one come around, they get added to the ride or die crew. I ain't trying to add them to the ride or die crew. I'm trying to add them to the Kiki and Kick It crew. Like, I ain't. Okay. It's only going to be a few of ride or die now. We already know that. I'm just talking about the Kiki and Kick It. Like The Kiki and Kick It. Yeah. Can we get some brunch? Can we get some laughs? You know, can we have some good times? Like, Mm. I'm talking about no bosom buddies. I'm just talking about some, let's hang. Let's have some fun. We all want a good Kiki girlfriend. (laughs) We do. We do. I got a couple. Uh, well, man, that's a lot on that. Listen, y'all can chime in at any point. Y'all let us know what you think about this situation. Was I wrong? Uh, was she wrong? Should I cut her off? Should I give her another chance? I've already decided what I'm going to do, but you can, you know, you can chime in on it. <laughs> we'll, still, we'll, we'll still listen to what you got to say. <laughs> we'll listen to what you got to say. You can send us an email at 3dopewives at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you about this. Uh, regarding keeping old friends and, and letting go of friends, you know, we might have to hit up on that a little bit later because our time is running low. Um, there are some things that are going on in the press. We need to talk about it. Um, okay. Okay. Oh, what's, Lord. What's, what's gonna... popping? So right now, we, uh, you know, our good old buddy, Yay. Yeezy. Is, is he, he can't quite keep his mouth should uh i mean he's 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 spewing anti-semitics uh he didn't he didn't talk trash about companies that he's been in contract with they have destroyed his contracts he done been sitting up here talking about how he can do what he want when he want how he want and it looks like corporate america and those that hold the real purse strings are are rapidly cutting him off and mm. i i just i'm feeling for him because i feel like right now he just got diarrhea of the mouth i don't know who this man's publicist is or who his people are but he got to learn to shut up i mean mm. just why he can't why he can't do like some of these artists and just make music 
Just make music. Make music and sit down. But you know what? He's beyond making music. He's a mogul, right? It, it, he's it stretched beyond just making music. He is. He's finna be a mogul. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. He is. He's always been one that has said something that was, you know, controversial. He's always been in the limelight when it comes to fashion, when it comes to the women that he dates, yeah. where he's going, what is trendy next. He's been a trendsetter. You know, and I just, I really honestly feel for him. I know he says some things and we say, oh, he's anti-Semitic. I don't think he's anti-Semitic. I think he's anti any group that has gained public recognition, denouncing or for anything like anything that the media has had their hands on. I think he is anti because he has said some things against the African-American community, not just the Jewish community. He didn't get, he didn't get written off for all of the things he said about black people he only got written off because he started talking about jewish people hey let's note that right so that's that's for one keeping it a thousand you know what i'm saying nobody was decided oh you know what you spoke against black lives matter you spoke against george floyd you said slavery was a choice nobody had any issues with keeping the dollar flowing to this man as long as he was speaking against anything that had to do with black people but he said something about the Jewish people and oh no, 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 no. What you not come do is right. Mm. And so again, that is also him proving his point that everything that goes on with the media is, is hocus pocus, you know? So I think this man is having a, a mental episode and he has mm. no body around him or in his life that has medical power attorney. Or he trusts enough during an episode to take control. I'm just waiting on Tyler Perry because Tyler Perry is usually the one who can, you know, who well, secretly help steps get in. Stuff together. He secretly steps in and, and takes folks, you know, and, and and we never hear about it. It might be 15 years later and we'll be and Kanye be back on top and somebody says, Well, you know Tyler Perry. Well, listen, somebody called him on his behalf under, because right now I'm tired of girl, listen. Tyler needs to come on through if he's going to come through because I am over Kanye. I'm over yeah. him. I'm sorry. I'm just over it. I'm tired of him. I want him to go sat down. I want him to go sat down and get off TV and shut up. That's what I want him to do. He don't, he don't, ain't, I don't, I mean, I understand that he is a mogul, but there are many, many moguls out there who are not in the news as much as Kanye is. But you know there what? Are, this is Beyonce the media. and Jay-Z are billionaires together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually it's just Jay-Z who's the billionaire. No, Beyonce is too, individually and collectively. Is she? Okay. Anyway, Rihanna's a billionaire, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. She's a mogul. I ain't seen Rihanna talking to nobody about nothing political. Okay? Mm-hmm. Rihanna's like, uh, her tweets be just about uh, body positivity and some makeup. Okay? And mm-hmm. like, hey, I got a new album coming out, you know, boop. Like, why he's not taking a a a a, a cue? You can move silently. He can move silently. It's if he not did his some fault. Things, it's not it, his fault. Listen, you can cut him all he's, the slack you want to. I'm gonna tell he's you. He's having what. a mental breakdown. He is having a mental breakdown. Everybody got a mental breakdown now. No, this they don't. This man has a a medical chemical imbalance he has been diagnosed 
Well, I'm gonna need him to go ahead and get the tweed or the weed or whatever and calm down and then sit down. He doesn't have anyone. Here, here's the problem with somebody who got this much money. He don't have nobody that'll say no. In the last 18 months, he has had he has been experiencing a progressive mental episode, and there has been nobody in his camp or nobody around him who can give him guidance, say no. You know what happens? The media has decided that they're going to take this opportunity to big up themselves because ain't nobody thinking about all of these other avenues until they just put a microphone in Kanye's face. And so what's happening is, why does he keep getting all of these interviews? Why does he keep getting these opportunities to speak out? These people are seeking out opportunities to to, to do this. And they're using... Yeah, they he, are. They are using him. They are using his lack of mental stability for their own benefit. And I am just like, where is this whole woke community about mental health? These talk shows and TV shows and all these people. Why is nobody caring and say, you know what? He's having a mental episode. And you know what? We stand with people who have mental episodes. We're, right now, we stand with Kanye West and we're boycotting shows who use his mental episode for their political or financial gain, who who are doing it for clickbait and for likes. We stand against them. We're signing a petition and we're not supporting them because they're taking somebody with a mental health issue and they're using it. I, hear I feel saying. like somebody needs, I mean, and, and I can do it all day myself, but collectively they haven't painted that picture. Listen, and I'll say this, the dude, um, what's his name for friends? It's not Matthew McConaughey. It's my, uh, it's a, uh, dang it. I just saw it. Uh, Matt Damon. Book. Matt no, Damon. That's not his name. The guy from Friends. Um, no, that is not Matt what Damon. Is his name. Hold on, Did I'm gonna look him just, up. I think it was. I think the first name you said was his name. You know, Matthew. It it's not Matthew. We won't, won't be watching Friends. Uh, we we used to. Everybody used to watch Friends. I mean, I didn't Friends know the people's on. name. Friend. Okay, I'm I'm I'm. I need to look it up right now. What's his name? I'm his looking name for is it now. Matthew Perry. Matthew yeah. Perry spent nine million dollars quietly with the help of Hollywood on his alcohol addiction. Mm. And drugs. I thought it was alcohol and drugs. Alcohol and drugs. Matthew Perry. Hollywood and all of the society of Hollywood allowed him to spend the time and give him the help that this white man needed, I'm sorry to go there, needed in order to get himself together. Nine million dollars. Let me ask you. And people have made nine million dollars off of Kanye. This man out here making outbursts? Was this man out here making outbursts? No, he was he was uh tan up restaurants, drunk, falling over, doing all of the things. He's been in, he was on social media several times. And you know what? Nobody said, Oh, he's drunk right now. Let's put a microphone in his face. I mean, they was recording it. So they put it on TV. So I mean, this is what I'm saying. They recorded the difference. But he is, disapp- they allowed him to disappear. Somebody had Kanye can disappear. I th- see this is my thing with Kanye's situation. At some point, Matthew Perry had to say. Yes, I need help. Yes, I need to go and get some help. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then Matthew Perry took his happy self to rehab. I think he said something like 65 times. Mm-hmm. But he kept on going back to rehab. Right? He said... He kept I on have, being I'm, admitted. He kept on being admitted, and he kept on admitting 
that I have a problem. Mm-hmm. Kanye don't think that Kanye got no problem. Kanye think Kanye is fine. Okay, but let's go and, here. Who was the first person who th- who thought Kanye had a problem? I don't know. His, his, his wife. wife. Yep. And what? And, and then what, what did they? When she realized he had a problem, what she do? I mean, she blasted him for sure. And chunked him to deuce. She did. I t- mm. We listen. We know how the Kardashians do. She said, "Oh, oh, you crazy? <laughs> oh, I can't do crazy. I can't do." I can't do crazy. You got to go. Listen, all this goes back to the point of we're talking to a community of dope wives. Mm-hmm. Better or worse, mm-hmm. rich or poor. Yes, yes. In sickness and in health. And in health. Mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Till death do us part. Mm-hmm. That woman did not do her part. She did not. And I, I, you know, I think we've said this before. Them Kardashians ain't wives like that. They witches. They, they are trophy wives. They Listen, they, they just here to be cute and, and get the photo op and become a combine name, right? Kim Ye. They trying, they just want to be a, they want to be a combined name and be cute. They're not trying to have no, no real, they don't want nothing real. Yeah, I just wish that, you know what I'm saying? I think just from it looking like that man has had two women in his life where he completely gave himself over completely to them, his mom and Kim Kardashian. And that was a bad choice on his part because I know everybody it was. told him not to do it. They said, yeah. they said, yay, don't do it. Don't, yay, yeah. don't do I'm t- Listen, leave that girl alone. And what he said, I love her. I'm going to be with her. She's going to have my kids. And we're going to mm-hmm. be a family and yada, yada. And what happened? She left you. And she said she yeah. don't want to deal with your crazy. And she left him tormented like witches do. But that's not either here nor there. <laughs> I, listen, I ain't calling him no witch. I'm just saying they ain't I about that. They ain't it. about that I life. said it. I said it. They some witches. Okay, fine. They, whatever. <laughs> Listen, I know that we ha- we all have situations and circumstances where we encounter, where we're dealing with people, be they new uh, or be they old. For the most part, in my situation, it's been new. Um, and if you are a dope wife and you are seeking new friendships, um, definitely consider your own compatibilities, right? Consider the things you're interested in. Consider... Um, what personality types give you life and what personality types drain your life force? Um, and if it's too hard in the beginning, listen, cut it loose. If it's too hard in the beginning, cut it loose. That's my lesson right there, Misha. If it's too hard early on, let mm. that thing go. Nothing should be hard when you're getting to know somebody. So, hey. Okay. It shouldn't be hard. If you agree, holler back at us and let us know. Um, If you disagree, holler back at us and let us know. But either way, we are about out of time. Um, Last thing, is there anything special that you are doing for your spouse this week? (laughs) Listen, I'm present. Okay. (laughs) That's hard enough. (laughs) ladies please tell me tell me if i'm wrong please write us in and tell us if we're wrong i am present that is hard enough 
that is. I'm dialed in. Okay, I heard what you said. I made some red beans and rice yesterday in the crock pot. He wanted that. You're welcome. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I did my part. I did what I was supposed to do. That should keep us to death. Do us part. There you go. Them red red beans and rice on uh, October 27 when I had made them. Yeah, that should keep us. Remember that on December 19th, okay? Remember remember that. I don't have anything planned, but we did have a really nice time this week. My husband took off on Friday for us to go to the movies to see Black Adam. It was not uh, expecting, but it was a great little family time. So it was not what you were expecting. Okay, are we gonna have to discuss? The movie wasn't great. It wasn't great. Uh, It was aight, but it wasn't great. You know, DC and Marvel. Ah, we're such Marvel people over here. Yeah, I did see it. And um, yeah, I, I would agree. It's not Marvel level; it's DC level. But it was great. It was great. And just hats off to um, Aldi. Aldi. Aldis. Aldis. Mm, the black winged man. Oh, that's right. He did his thing, but uh, it wasn't great. I didn't. I, I thought it was okay. You know, I watched the whole thing. You know. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm probably good on it. I'm good on it. Anyway, we can talk more about that next week. We are out of time and we got to go. We got stuff to do, kids to feed, hugs to support, and blah, 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 because we're dope wives and we got a life. So <laughs> <laughs> listen, we got to go. So in the meantime, do us a good favor and keep on loving yourself and loving that man. See y'all next time. Peace.